Hey, welcome back to the Andrew Ramon Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope your day is going pretty good, but let me ask you, how you doing? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's been stressful. I, I'm, I mean, if you're listening to this right as it comes out, it's Monday. You maybe listen to it Monday morning. I mean, if you're a hardcore listener, you're listening to this at 5 a.m. That's right. At least that's when it comes out in audio and like right around 12, I think is when we have it on YouTube. I don't know if we'll keep it that way, but that's just how it is right now. But I just want to welcome all the new listeners. We have some new um, new fans already, new subscribers. So I just want to thank you again for subscribing. Welcome to the show. Uh, today's going to be kind of a fun one. We always go deep in this show and I just don't know if people are like, dang, Andrew, you're a little bit too deep, but maybe once a week, you know, we all need our like kind of like our deep moments or sometimes we live life a little bit too superficially where it's good to take a pause and think deeper. Last episode, you won an Oscar. Congratulations. I just want to say you did such a great performance. Um, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, you should probably watch the last episode because we talked about how not all actors live in Hollywood and how you and I both deserve an Oscar many times in our lives because we're so good at acting like everything's okay. We talked about like two ways that we fake it. Long story short, I'm not going to do a whole episode on it, obviously, because I already did. Check out last week's episode, You Deserve an Oscar. Today is going to be a little bit more fun. There's definitely going to be some depth, so be ready, because out of nowhere, I'm going to throw at you some deep, deep nuggets that I believe I have been that are speaking to me, you know? Just like out of nowhere, that accent came, that's how it's gonna be. But welcome, welcome. Hey, don't forget to subscribe if you haven't su subscribed yet. Follow on Apple Podcasts on Spotify. And do me a favor, will you leave a review on Apple Podcasts? That would be amazing. We already have a lot of reviews, but I, some more wouldn't, wouldn't hurt. And it helps the algorithm uh, share this podcast even more. With that being said, y'all heard my prayers. I cried last episode, a little dramatic, I understand, but I cried because we ran out of mugs. But y'all answered my prayer. Y'all were listening. I know, I know we tight. I know we tight because you know what I need and I know what you need. We both need mugs. In Harmony, one of our listeners here sent in a really cool mug. Let's show it up on screen right now. Okay, if you're listening, this is a little bit of an incentive to finish listening to this and then also always watch the the uh, YouTube version because there's always either images or something, at least, at least of the mug. So this is a really interesting mug. I'm going to say first, super cool, very artistic. It's kind of, how would you describe it, guys? I would describe it, so it has like three little legs. Well, that sounds weird, but yeah, like three, it's kind of, it's like a mug standing on three little ping pong size marbles that are standing on some three very artistic legs. If you're like, what type of mug is this? You definitely got to head over to YouTube. It's really cool. It's all sorts of colors and honestly, Pretty, pretty dope. And what is the story behind it? Harmony tells us, she says this, this mug is quite unusual because it has three legs. It was given to me by an artist I used to work for in Arizona who created over-the-top painted pottery collections. That's pretty cool. And sold them in fancy shops in New York. It was going away. It was a going-away present when I left for youth with a mission and went into missions. Now that's cool. This is like top tier. I mean, Harmony, you could put that like in an auction and they'll probably go for thousands of dollars. That's all I'm going to say because it's top tier stuff. Hey, maybe you don't have a mug that cool. 
Squad, all of us have a cool mug, or at least most of us do. So don't forget, send in your mug, take a picture of it, DM me, email me, message me, holla at me, and tell me the story behind the mug. We always like to learn here, even though I've already confessed, I don't drink that much coffee, and I tried tea. That was mostly a failure. Yeah, we should kind of show scenes of that because that was, yeah, that was that was mostly a failure. We'll we'll, we'll have to make like a little, uh, what do you call it? like a a video with all the different, uh, like a loop or something like that. You guys probably know what word I'm missing, but more like a loop of all the times I, I just failed with tea. But I did win a couple times because Letty, another listener of mine, actually gave me really, really good tea. So anyways, that is that. Today's episode is a cool question or cool scenario that I think let's we're going to dream together, okay? I want you to relax right now wherever you are, and I'm going to ask you a question. What if you won the lottery? Okay, that's that's a big what if. I get that. That's like a one in 153 million chances. Something like that. I read a statistic. I might have been a couple millions off. Still, it's almost impossible. But like Dumb and Dumber would say, so you're telling me there's a chance. Okay, th- there's a chance, but it's one in 153 million. So less of a chance he had with that girl. So what if you won a lo- the lottery? What would you do with it? I mean... Just so you know, as we're talking right now, that's $253 million. That's the Powerball, at least you know in Texas. $253 million. Now, take into consideration, after taxes, you're cashing in $172. Can we just take a minute and say how crazy is that that two, out of $253 million, you cash in $172? Don't get me wrong. I like a lot of millions, but that's a lot of taxes, man. Ugh. Right there, man. You got to be grateful for Uncle Sam because that's a lot. Like, if you never cared about taxes, that's until you win a lot of money, then you start kind of caring about taxes, right? But let, let, let's stream together. What would you do with $250 million? Okay, actually, 172 after taxes. I don't know. What, what would you do? Um, let's see. I, I'll tell you a little bit of what I would do. I mean, this and this is like you can... You know, sure, you would say, well, invest it. Okay, bro, smart idea. But come on, let's just think, okay, you would invest several, several millions. I would probably invest several, several millions into the stock market, into real estate and all that. But let's just go a little bit more fun. What would you do? Well, I think we would all actually help our family. It was really cool. Statistically, they were actually taking into account all the lottery winners in uh, Britain and how almost more than 1.5 billion pounds have been given away to family and friends after people won. So that's really cool. I'm sure you and I would be part of that. But I don't know. I think don't buy a yacht or something like that, dude. Those cost so much money. I mean, you can. That's totally cool, dude. Like You can buy a yacht, man. Like That's dope. But really, I think I just feel like it's a waste of money. Airplane, look, a private jet would not be bad. Right now, After let's just pretend like, you know, I wanted after kind of COVID and I could travel all around the world. Bro, I would take like a like three month vacation. Like, I don't know, something something big where I would just take a vacation around the world, take my family with me, a couple friends. Yeah, that's what I would, I love traveling. And imagine what's like, bro, $172 million. I mean, you know what a trip you can do with $500,000? 
like, well, I guess three months is a long time, but I, even if you spend a million bucks on travel, which is insane, okay, like completely insane, that, that would be crazy. W- would you travel or would you like just stay home and like Amazon the whole dang thing? Like you're, you would, you would build a house out of how many boxes you bought from Amazon. That That's how many times you would do it. I would definitely do that. I mean, I would just go through Amazon and be like, mm, do I need that? Maybe I will go clothes shopping. And I actually wouldn't go for like the bougie stuff. Like, don't get me wrong. If you go bougie, that's totally cool. Um, but I, w- I would definitely get nice clothes. I'd get like a bunch of books, to be honest with you. And obviously buy a house and that a whole stuff and buy my parents whatever they want and my brothers whatever they want and my homies whatever they want, for sure. All that's it. But it just got me thinking, that's a lot of dang money. And actually, interestingly enough, statistically, 70%, now they took this in Florida, Florida, all the lottery winners in Florida, 70% of them spent it all within five years. Isn't that crazy? Within five years, they spent all of their earnings. I mean, think about it. You were like, 172 million, I can't spend that. Like that. I mean, if you don't have the discipline, like it's gone, bro. It's completely gone. And then obviously the, the statistics shown, because we've all heard the stories of, you know, someone whose life was pretty good and they got a million dollar, you know, they got all the lottery and their family kind of fell apart because they fought over. Actually, the, your increases of uh, your chances of divorce increased all actually just by a little bit, at least from this statistic, by 3% uh, if you win the lottery. Isn't that kind of crazy? Like you would think like if you won the lottery, life would automatically get better and you're divorce rates would actually go down but actually it increases by three percent chances so if you won the lottery you would have if you're married you'd have a three percent more uh more likely chance to get divorced and in seven out of ten people spend it within five years isn't that pretty crazy and the thing is with big big wins like that like i mean we, we all know the stories right we all know stories of the ones that won a bunch of stuff at the same time ended up losing everything because either they didn't handle it or handle it right or they went bankrupt we all know the rappers who have come gone completely bankrupt i remember learning the story i don't know the name of the rapper or the artist or the sport um the athlete that did this but he would he would buy a lamborghini you know drive it around and whenever he would fly somewhere he would drive it to the airport leave it there and then arrive and buy another Lamborghini wherever he arrived and continue going. And then that car will get towed and forget about it. I mean, before long, he was completely broke. What's interesting about these stories, though, is that we all kind of, not the story of the of the bad endings, but we all want to win the lottery. I think with a pretty good reason, to be honest with you. But the lottery is not all, the only thing that kind of like, oh, we wish we could. And we all know those reality TV shows, the the radical makeovers, right? I remember maybe right now it would be considered body shaming or whatever. But I mean, it was those shows that they would take someone very average looking or, or just, man, either a homeless person or something. And they would completely just make over everything, clothes, hairstyles, even surgery, plastic surgeries, everything, and just deck this guy out. And then all of a sudden, if they were married, they were like, oh, dump you because you ugly because now I'm like a superstar. I mean, there's those makeovers. There's, um, you know, what is it? The, the Biggest Loser, I think that's what it's called. The one, the person who like transformed and lost the most, most weight. We're like, dang, this is crazy because we love those makeovers. Oh, do you remember the whole makeover? The move that bus, 
move that bus. Do you remember that? Uh, probably I'm aging myself a little bit. I, I ain't that old, but it's pretty, pretty dope. Move that bus. All these makeovers were awesome. Now you're thinking, Andrew, why are you talking about lotteries and makeovers and crazy stuff? It's because for some reason, all of us, it's just it must just be a human thing. I mean, me included, we all kind of want that radical, sudden change to our lives. Like that outs that outside radical change. Like we all think, man, what if all of a sudden, like me, what if all of a sudden Joe Rogan invited me and followed me on Instagram, invited me on his podcast? Man, wouldn't that be insane? Okay, that's great. Is it realistic? Well, not really, because I'm not even like in his in the right universe as Joe Rogan in terms of success and podcast. So like mm, that's probably not very realistic. But all of us are are kind of like hoping that we would some sudden radical change to the outside of our lives would happen. Either we would get randomly get a job promotion, right? Or we'd randomly find that that love of our life would all of a sudden come and give us a note and said, I have, no, I have been praying for you since the beginning of my cognitive days. And here you are. It's like, wow. Okay. We all kind of wish that lottery moment where like one in 53 million chances, you got it. What's interesting though about that is that a lot of times the fast and drastic changes to the outside don't last. 70% of people and of Floridians of lottery winners ended up spending all of their money. Or you have people who go through a whole makeover and then it kind of starts kind of ruining their lives a little bit. Or move that bus, they renovate your whole home, but hey, guess what? You might not have money for the mortgage. <laughs> you might not have money. If you don't handle stuff right, you can just lose the house. It's crazy how much we we love and we're wanting that radical, sudden change to our environments. But the small, the step-by-step, step, the the gradual changes in the inside, we kind of take for granted. We think that our lives would be a lot, a lot better if things just changed on the outside. If I just randomly got the best job in the world, if I just randomly got a six-figure job, oh, all my troubles would be over. Or if I all of a sudden someone super successful in podcast just randomly called me and invited me, oh my, oh, every my life would be a complete success. Or if I just won the lottery, or if this, or if that, whatever your lottery version is in your life, we kind of all just think that when if that happens, everything will be great. Everything will be fine. But what about the the small changes in our lives, the gradual ones, the ones that are not as drastic as all of a sudden. It's like trying to think that you're going to work out one day and be buff forever. I know it doesn't work that way. I know that. I mean, look at me, dude. I'm like a stick. I know that personally. Okay. Enough, enough getting too personal here. But what about those, those changes that are not as visible as these crazy getting promotion, winning the lottery, winning a brand new home in Las Vegas and some crazy stuff or, you know, winning the huge jackpot. Those are crazy changes. But what about those ones where it's to improve yourself? You know, there, there's a, if you study history, 
you you learned that the sugarcane business was a very tedious, tedious process to produce and to refine sugar. In fact, there was like about five processes it took. And, for, you know, in the 1800s, slaves would do it. And then later on, it would just kind of be factory. And then slowly but surely, the process when you came into the industrial age, and especially in America, became faster and faster and faster to produce sugar. And that has happened with everything from manual labor to more robotic labor. Things usually get faster with technology. You know the one area that will never enter the industrial age? The one area that will never actually get faster or easier or less hard? Self-improvement. That's right. Self-discipline. There is no industrial age. There is no technology to all of a sudden better your character. There's no technology to all of a sudden be more organized and be more disciplined. That doesn't exist and nor will it ever because it's usually the gradual changes, the small changes that are the hardest, but those are usually the ones that last. Because yeah, you might all of a sudden win a million dollars and win the lottery, but if you don't have the discipline to handle money correctly on the inside, meaning in your character, then whatever changes on the outside happen will not last. They will actually fade away rather quickly. And we're probably going to be end up being worse. So a lot of us are sitting on our hands waiting for that big break in our lives. You're waiting for all of a sudden the big job call and, and that your application to go to the best school in the world. And it's like, I'm not going to go to school unless I go to that one. Or I'm not going to get a job. I'm not, I'm not going to work in the fast food place. I deserve a better job, etc. But if you're just sitting on your hands and you're not actually working on discipline, you're not working on better habits, you're not working on being more responsible with money, how, how to take control of your emotions, then when that big change comes, it will not last because it's actually better to grow in here than it is outside. I'll bear with me with this example. It's like a tree. A lot of times the Bible talks about trees and he they actually talk about they, the Bible talks about trees, I guess, humans. You know, it's Psalm 1, the righteous man is like a tree planted by the stream's water right? Or Jeremiah 17. I love that verse that it's also the righteous are like a tree planted by the stream of water. And even when the drought comes, it will not be afraid because it will always bear fruit. I'm paraphrasing, but a tree cannot be strong without good roots, without what's unseen, what's inside of it, what's maybe you could say a person's character. And we all wish we could be trees that all of a sudden bloomed and all of a sudden gave so much fruit. But I do believe that sometimes in life, we're so focused on the fruit that we disregard the roots. I'm going to say it again. Sometimes we're so focused on the fruit. We're so focused on that drastic change on the outside of our lives that can somehow make it better. We just wish that if we were a tree that would, oh, I just wish it would randomly be spring and I would be able to bear fruit, you know, and it's like, dude, it's autumn. It's going to be a couple more seasons till it's spring. And you're like, oh, I'm just, I'm, I'm just going to wait for that spring before doing anything. Well, that's not how it works. Even if you think, oh, I'm just going to wait for the spring. Nah, you're not going to bear fruit unless you work on your roots. So think about your life right now. What if you won the lottery? Would you be able to handle it? 
Would you have the discipline of how to handle money correctly? What if you got the job that you've always dreamed about? Would you have the discipline to be there on time, to work with excellence and not get distracted? Would you have the skill, the talent to do it? Because maybe you want it, but in reality, we're not good enough for it and we have to still work on some skills and hone in our abilities in order to actually be worth that job because the world doesn't revolve around us. We know that. Or how about spiritually speaking? You just wish, oh, I'm just kind of waiting for that day for God and I to just to be super tight. Yeah, I'm just kind of waiting for that day that God speaks to me. Yet you won't invest in his word. You won't invest in prayer and you won't invest in the church in time with other believers. So what exactly are you waiting for? Are you waiting for that one in a 53 million chance to lightning strike you and something miraculous happens on the outside, yet it's not sustainable on the inside? So yeah, this episode was a little bit different. We talked about lotteries. We talked about kind of a light scenario, but we also brought it home to asking you, would you be able to handle the lottery? Would you be able to handle that drastic change in your life that maybe God suddenly brings a blessing to you? Because maybe the answer that we're not seeing so many, so much fruit in our lives, so much of those changes we wish for, is because the roots cannot hold it up. You know, one time, and I'll end the episode with this. One time I was, I was praying and I felt God told me, Andrew, you're like a tree that I want to grow, 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 grow. But if you don't have the roots to sustain the weight of your calling, you're going to fall and you're going to fall hard. All of us have a weight to our calling. All of us have a weight to our purpose. And God's more interested in your roots than your fruits. And when our insides, that means our character, our integrity, if we work on that, God will take care of the rest. We'll see you in the next episode of The Andrew Ramon Show.